So here we are. This is Mike Lodge. I am the business advisor, and today we're going to talk about some business issues. But listen, before, I always have to do this every single morning when I talk with you. What is the weather like here in South Carolina? Well, let me tell you, it's cold. The sunshine is out, blue skies, but it's cold. Last night we had nothing but rain, thunder, and lightning, and it lasted for about four hours. So it was really heavy here. But this morning, it's cold, and I'm trying to keep warm here. My my hands are cold, and so I guess I should, you know, probably the easiest way is just to turn on the natural gas stove. <laughs> Listen, we have been talking about that a lot in the news lately, about how President Biden and the Biden administration, they want to take our gas stoves away because they feel that it's polluting the air. Natural gas is probably one of the most cleanest fuels that we could be burning. But because they are this Green New Deal, environmental, social, socialist, let's call them socialists if you want to call them that, they want to take away our rights to be able to choose what we cook our food on. They've gone just a little bit too far. We have a, a government that has... We have people in government that have gone too far in their power. And taking away this natural gas for cooking is really a dumb thing because it's a be- it's much better than electric. Right now, we can't even support the power grid that we have. They're always asking us, please turn off this, turn off that. Don't charge your cars because they all want us to drive electric cars, right? But they say, turn it off because you're using up too much energy. So, we are in a sticky wicket, I tell you, sticky wicket. If we look at if we look at how natural gas is used in the United States, you will find that natural gas is used not only for cooking, but it's also used to create energy, to create electricity. And we call these things cogeneration power facilities. And cogeneration means that they are doing two things. One They are creating energy by burning electricity. And another thing is that they're creating another source of steam and everything else to heat houses and buildings and everything else. That's why we call them cogeneration power facilities. But they're burning natural gas and some of them are burning coal and some of them are burning wood. Some of them are even burning cow poop. Yeah, cow poop. So... Anyway, the natural gas is being used very differently. And if we look at um, how natural gas is widely used uh, for electricity generation in the United States, and it is known as a cleaner fossil fuel. It's in abundance, uh, and it is there for our use. But the president doesn't want us to be using it to cook. It's okay to warm up our houses with it. He just doesn't want us to cook with it. In 2021, 38% of the 4,121 terawatt hours of electricity generated in the United States came from natural gas. That means that a good portion of our electricity is being generated from 
cogeneration power plants burning natural gas. Not surprisingly, more than 40% of American states have natural gas as their biggest electricity source. And there are some states that are, are, have good amounts, if you, and they're cold states. If you look at Rhode Island, 90.9% of their electricity comes from natural gas. Delaware has 85.8%, Massachusetts 76.9%, Florida 73.9%, and Mississippi at 72.1%. Then we also have what is called, in, in South Carolina, we have nuclear plants. And that is what helps us lower our pricing uh, to consumers here is because we've got got uh, nuclear plants burning. 19% of America's is uh, of America is uh, from nuclear. 15% of Canada is electricity electricity comes from nuclear. So that's a that's a, a good amount but it's not as much as natural gas. And then we have what is called renewables, hydro, wind, and solar, right? One of the different types of renewable electricity sources, hydro, is the most prevalent in North America. And if you look at states such as, excuse me, excuse me, if you look at the states of Washington, where they have a lot of water, they've got a lot of water flowing, they have a hydro, uh, 65% of their Power comes from hydro power. And then uh, Idaho, 51%. Vermont, 50%. Uh, Oregon, 46%. These are states that have a lot of flow of water that you can use that hydro for. So that is one of the, the biggest things that those states where there's a lot of water production can use hydro. For example, 60% of Canada's And 6% of the U.S. electricity comes from hydropower. That's a very small amount. Hydropower is a very small amount, but it's a good source of electricity. And it's a clean source of electricity. It's probably one of the cleanest ones out there. Wind and solar power collectively comprise a very small percentage of total electricity generated in both Canada and the United States. While no state or province rules on solar in its biggest source of electricity, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, and South Dakota rely primarily on wind for their electricity, along with Canada's Prince Edward Island. These are places where there's a lot of wind. Now, there are states like California. If you drive through Palm Springs, you will see uh, windmill farms sitting out there. But the majority of the time, they're idle. And the reason why is because they have, well, they have repair issues. They break down a lot. They leak a lot of oil. So it's, to me, wind is not safe at all because it's killing the birds. It's, killing, it's, it's creating the, the uh, windmills that are outside of the ocean are causing problems with the whales. Because the sound of the windmill confuses the whales. So we have a lot of problems there. Coal and oil are emission-heavy electricity sources 
still and it's still prevalent in in the United States. Currently, twenty two percent of America's and seven percent of of Canada's electricity comes from coal. Now, <clears throat> now you may want to think that that is a situation where coal is a dirty type of fuel that's being burned. But I tell you, I have worked in the coal generation power uh, industry. Uh, for two different companies. And they have very good, what it's called, circulating, circulating boiled beds, which clean out all of the pollutants that is being burnt by coal. So it's become a clean industry. It's just that it's an evil industry for political reasons. Biden does not like coal. He hates coal. He thinks it's dirty. But in actuality, if you look at the way that cogeneration power plants are now cleaning the output from coal, you'll find it's, it's very, very clean. It's not that bad. But we have all these, we have all these political situations where politics and politicians want to control what's happening out there so much that they are literally destroying the economy because of it. Nobody at the moment can go out and buy a $75,000 Tesla when they're only making $25,000 or $30,000. $45,000 is average in the United States. To go into debt for that reason is wrong. And to force an American to go into debt for just because you have a political agenda of cleaning up the atmosphere is wrong. Americans cannot afford it. So we have these issues going on all the time. But let's go back to Biden wanting us to change out all of our stoves and turn it into electricity. In, the, in, in December, and I've talked about this so many different times, and you're probably getting tired of me hearing about it, but in December, in Christmas, we had our electricity go down for several hours. And the reason why is because the natural gas was being sent to people's homes so that they could warm their homes and keep food on the table. We got number one priority. Homes, families, houses got number one priority for the use of natural gas. Cogeneration power plants, they were shut down on super on peak hours. They were shut down. So what did we get? We all got text messages on our phone telling us, hey, please be careful how you consume electricity today because we're going to have rolling blackouts. So the president now wants us to move everything over to electric stoves. However, our electrical grid cannot handle any more of that. They even sent out out messages saying, listen, please don't charge your Teslas at the moment. You're the electrical cars because we don't have enough power in the power grid. So we have a real big problem of government not thinking the process through. If they want us to go on electricity... Improve the power grid. Make it stronger. Find new ways to generate electricity to support the power need of the American people and businesses. You can't just be be saying, okay, everybody 
Turn your gas off and go electric. Turn your gas cars off and go electric. You can't do it. It's not ready for that yet. You have to build into this. It's like project management. What do you have to do? You have to sit down and say, okay, let's look at the time frame. Let's look at all the different things that need to happen before we can get to the point where we have something. But they didn't do that. Instead, what they did is said, okay, everybody turn off right now. Everybody become electrical cars right now. Everybody shut off your gas stoves and do this. This is not good management. It's like if you're going to build a, a house, what do you do? You have a set of plans and you have a schedule of when certain things are going to happen. And then as things go along, pretty soon you have a foundation, pretty soon you have some walls up, pretty soon you have uh, electrical units in, you have the plumbing in, you have all of the appliances going in, and then all of a sudden you have a house that's fully functional that people can live in. It's one of those situations where you cannot go and just say, okay, here's some wood. Everybody change over because we want to do, we don't want to go wood anymore. We want to go rocks. I don't know. That's a dumb, dumb reason or a dumb example, I guess. But understand what I'm saying is that we have to build into this slowly. It just doesn't happen overnight. This is a new technology. And as we go along, the technology is changing. And one of the things that needs to be looked at is how we are mining the materials to build those batteries. What damage is that going to do? What are the emissions of trying to dispose of those batteries once they go bad? And the cost of buying new ones, which is now sitting at about $14,000 to buy a new battery for a Tesla. We have a lot to do. Listen, this is Mike Lodge. If you have any questions, go to my website at www.lodge.co.com. Listen, I'll talk with you tomorrow. I'm my 15 minutes about up. I have 40 seconds, so let's listen to some music. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Love you all. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.